0: to
1: April's Tangent Podcast. I'm Gemma. And I'm Emily. This month we wanted to talk about fairy tale and myth retellings. They've become so popular over the last decade that they are now their own subgenre. with popular authors such as Sarah J. Mass, who is the author of the ever-popular A Court of Thorns and Roses, seeing worldwide success.
0: Before we get into the podcast, because this is book-based, we wanted to give you a quick update on our book on our reading challenge that we'd set ourselves for this year, I forgot I forgot what reading was then. I was going to say book looking.
1: It's close enough.
0: So, so far we are up to 78 books already. And I know I'm going to have a couple more by the end of the month
1: to add to that. So, we haven't decided uh, what charity we're going to be giving the money to yet, but we're looking at local to us, LGBTQ plus charities and we will announce where the money will be going in our December podcast when we know if we've hit our target or not.
0: I feel like because like, the Harry Potter books were a big part of me loving reading, like I obviously loved reading before then and, and since then, but I feel like I want to donate it to a charity that with my J.K. Rowling. Oh, percent And Spite. So if you've been keeping up with our book blog, which we tend to publish at the beginning of each month, you might start to see that there are some books on the list twice, and there are a few reasons for this. If the book is on the list twice under both our names, it's probably because one of us has read it and recommended it to the other, or we've just had a mind round moment and both picked up the same book. It happens. More often than you would think. Mm-hmm. If you see the same book listed under one name a couple of times, um, there's probably a few reasons for that. One It could be a comfort book that we tend to read if we're sick or sad or a bit stressed. It could be the book we go to when we're having like a book hangover. You know, you've read like a really good book or series and you just need like a palate cleanser. Or it could be that it's part of a series and we're rereading it before the next one comes out.
1: I love the idea of some books being like a sorbet to like a five course meal. Right. But there really are some books, especially like books you know really well. Yeah.
0: Like, for me, it's generally something Terry Pratchett-related. Fair. Or
1: randomly, the first Twilight book. It's just so easy and, like, brain-numbing. Like, when you know a book that well. So what we include on our list are physical books, Kindle books, comic books, graphic novels, and also audiobooks.
0: I don't understand the snobbery of, like, oh, graphic
1: novels aren't books, or, you know, audio books don't count. like, yes, they do. 100%. I mean, the very first time I read the Hobbit, which I plan on actually reading the book this year, was in a graphic novel, because I just couldn't understand the book itself. I think I was too young at the time. And I got it in graphic novel, and I only had to read the conversation. Someone else had taken care of, like, description for me. It's probably the best thing I ever read.
0: I can see that being good i have read the um the graphic novel i mean i love the lord of the rings books because we are that this is an instance where they will appear on the list for both of us is that we're planning a lord of the rings tangent in sort of september um time with the lord of the rings show and i've read the book several times but like you said you haven't so we're planning to do that for them i swear they're on my list it's going to take me a while to get to them the ever-growing to be read
1: list. It's oh, awful. I need to stop adding. <laughs> really need to stop. It
0: is difficult when your friends are all book nerds as well. Yeah. Because barely a day goes past when one of my friends is like, you need to read this. Or have you read this? I think you'll enjoy it. And I'm like, oh, fine. Oh, you're twisting my arm. Force me into it. So... Back to the topic at hand, why are these retellings
1: so popular? Do you think? I think one reason is that they are diverse. I mean, gone are the days of a female character needing a man to save her. Plus, as the world moves on from what was seen as the norm within the fantasy genre, we have seen an increase in characters with different sexual orientations and preferences.
0: I mean, this this is very important. And it is so nice to have representation in these books. I mean, I'm closer to 40 than I am 20 or or 30. (laughs) But even, like, for me, it's nice to pick up a book and see myself and and my sexual orientation, like, represent. And not as the villain. Yeah. Like, lots of gays here out there. I've actually just... Purchased a a sapphic retelling of Robin Hood that I'm very excited to start reading.
1: I'm excited to find out if it's good.
0: Yeah. I have my my fingers crossed. I mean, I don't know that I'll get to it this year, (laughs) given how many books I have to read. But I'm going to try. But it's there. It's on that list. It's going to be on my shelf, which are already full to bursting. (laughs)
1: oh dear the other thing about um retellings is that they expand and develop on the original story more for the reader with many showing the story from the typical bad guy perspective or they develop the morally gray character i mean you know the world isn't black and white so why should the characters be that way
0: it's funny though even like within retellings there are still certain characters and certain uh figures that remain dickish mm-hmm. like i've read a few greek myth retellings but in almost all of them zeus remains a dick
1: i mean it's kind of like you know his brand uh, yeah <laughs> yeah and people love them for it so you know they stay
0: exactly i also think like especially with fairy tale retellings and to a lesser extent myths that they're the first stories we're told as children you know we are brought up reading fairy tales Mm -hmm. and there's that something comforting about the good guys winning and the evil being punished I mean especially with the world at the moment Mm. but I think like aren't we all just looking for a happy ending and not in a dirty sense people Mm -hmm. but do do you know what I mean it's Just knowing that there's going to be the happy ever after. Yeah. Even if it's not the happy ever after you're expecting. Yes. And also, like, um, with myths, these retellings introduce them
1: to a whole new generation. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of books that have been popular recently that are kind of based upon the ideas within a fairy tale. Like, there's quite a lot of, like, Beauty and the Beast kind of ones. Mm. that are like always popular on spicy book (laughs) dog being like the main place because they're the kind of stories that are told using that kind of um frame Mm. so even though that's not technically a retelling in the same way they're always going to be popular because they're a framework that people know works yeah, but then even,
0: even stories that aren't fairy tales and aren't necessarily retellings do sort of follow a, a formula. I mean, even Star Wars, mm-hmm. like, you know, the good guy scores a victory and then the bad guy makes a comeback and then the good guys ultimately win. Yeah. And there's a little bit of redemption. It's it's popular and a format that's used time and time again for a reason. Yeah. Even when people are like, oh, I don't really know any retellings. The Disney versions of the fairy tales that many people are familiar with are in themselves retelling. Yeah. You know, the, the originals are so much darker. Like, we've talked about this before. Like, Hans Christian Anson's The Little Mermaid does not end with happily ever after. It ends with a dead mermaid.
1: The Cinderella, where, you know, her sister's literally cut off her toes to fit them in a shoe.
0: Yeah, Sleeping Beauty, where she's raped by the king.
1: Yeah, whilst
0: asleep. Yeah, you know, they're not. They're not happy. Yeah, not even close. Not even close. And if you were read those as a child, you would have issues, as an adult, hundred percent. (laughs) Hundred percent. Imagine that as a bedtime story. Be like. And
1: you're never sleeping ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's what happened to me. The truth of the insomnia comes out. This is what it is. read too many Brother Grimm fairy tales. So as the bookish world falls ever more in love with fairy tale and myth retellings, we thought that we would talk about a few of the ones that we've read recently. Um, One of the ones I've read recently was The Wolf and the Woodsman by Ava Reed. And it's a retelling of Red Riding Hood where you have a main fe- female character who doesn't need to be saved and it's um it's a really good book I really enjoyed it. it it's not based upon regular kind of myth it's European myths so it's not like a kind of British one but you have these kind of pagans that are seen as bad in the big capital capital city where the woodsmen are from so it's kind of like religion versus paganism and then also a little red riding hood retelling it's great i really enjoyed it it's on my list but i've not read it yet it didn't take me too long to read it it was quite a quick read for me but i did enjoy it
0: i like a red riding hood retelling I mean Red Riding Hood in itself is like a terrifying tale, really.
1: Yeah. i am not I never really read any retellings of Red Riding Hood until that one. And I really enjoyed it because Red Riding Hood as a fairy tale for me wasn't really it, wasn't really a favourite. So I liked this. It changes it yeah. up a little bit.
0: I mean, I can hundred percent see why it doesn't lend itself to love happily ever after is the story does it really no. <laughs> so I really enjoy a fairy tale retelling like I've read a lot of them and I didn't realize until writing this list how many of them were gay so the first on my list is the Darkwood series by Gabby Hutchison Crouch now if you've listened to our podcast in January where we talked about books I 100% admit I picked up the first one based solely on the cover and stumbled into a series and an author that I now really love. So the Darkwood stories kind of start with the Hansel and Gretel twins, but not as we know them. Turns out Gretel's really good at maths and Hansel's a witch, but the powers that be don't realize that. And Gretel has to kind of run off into the Darkwoods. And there she meets all of these characters from fairy tale lore. You've got Snow White, you've got Jack as in jack and the beanstalk you've got werewolves and bears and rumple and it's just such a good series there's lots of girl power like the girls just get things done it's very gay so much representation and it, it like puts a spin on all of these stories like um turns out jack didn't actually kill the giant he just got the blame for it and he's like it he talks about his guilt at that event it's also one of the first sort of young adult fantasy books that i've come across where the periods are actually talked about and it's something the main character experiences for the first time
1: which i thought was quite cool i mean we love a book where the writer has no idea about periods and includes this things Like the fact that apparently women can just stop them and reschedule them. I mean, we wish.
0: That isn't in this series I'd like to make very clear This is like in uh, many other books. Oh, there's so many examples. Yeah, some of them are a bit worrying. Definitely. Continue. Um, I also read Malice by Heather Walter sleeping beauty inspired retelling which is also gay the princess and the villain who's an evil fairy fall in love and there's no happy happily ever after but book two is out soon actually i think it's out next month so fingers crossed there is going to be a happy ending in that one but i like this this twist of the princess falling for the evil fairy we love a twist we do love a twist Neil Gaiman is one of those authors where I will buy whatever he's written. But he has a couple of fairy tale retellings he's got S- Sleeper and the Spindle, which is a mix of Snow White and Sleeping Beauty, where the women save themselves and that's really great. But my favourite is Snow Glass Apples, which is a Snow White retelling where the evil queen is not evil, but Snow White is and quite possibly a vampire. This book is creepy as heck. And the artwork, oh, artwork is just gorgeous. Like, you know, one of those books where you will recommend to everybody
1: mm-hmm. this is mine. I remember when you were reading it and you were like, you have to read this. And you're like sending me like photos of like the artwork.
0: Yeah. It's it's amazing. And I, I love this idea that that Snow White is like a vampire type creature. Yeah. And um the, the evil queen's actually not evil. She's just like doomed. but it, it's, it's one of those books that stays with you long after you've finished it. Mm-hmm. And so an author I discovered recently, and thanks to TikTok actually, is Alex E. Harrow. And she's written a few books, like um, I think her most popular is Once and Future Witches. Mm. But she also wrote A Spindle Splintered, which is the tag, like the fractured fables book. Mm-hmm. and it's one of I'm not sure how many but I know there's another one coming out and so it's a Sleeping Beauty retelling so and I'm going to give too many spoilers but basically the main character is a big fairy tale nerd and she through a series of events pricks her finger on a spinning wheel in like modern day times and gets sent to a fairy tale world where she meets all of these other Sleeping Beauties so all of these Sleeping Beauties are just as desperate to escape their fate as she is. And um, again, it's it's a little bit gay. Yeah. But I, I saw a, a TikTok or a meme recently, and it was like, you know, I, I read books about mythological creatures and fairy tale queens. I'll buy all that. What I don't buy is people coming from this world into a fairy tale world, being desperate to get back. And I'm like, huh, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I'm with that. Yeah, although
0: I'm not sure I have the temperament for some of these fairy tale worlds. True, true. <laughs> I would be burnt at the stake in a week, if that long. You would be like a place your bet situation for us too oh 100% or I'd die by falling over my own feet and impaling myself on a sword potentially potentially.
1: It's, which, would, which would get me first yeah running away from people trying to burn you on the stake <laughs> oh no
0: she's, she's getting oh that's fine she's stabbed herself never mind oh, she, she's up and running again I don't think she's realised the sword is like poking out the back of her head so it's like a confused Dalek. <sighs> <laughs> I do love a fairy tale retelling, though. There's just something about, about them that they're automatic buys for me. Mm-hmm.
1: I tend to read more of myth retellings than I do fairy tale retellings. I don't know if that's just because I like myths more fair i'd say mine's an even balance
0: yeah i think i i I sounds really snobby but i I like the original myths like to me Mm. they're good enough stories that i don't need them altered to enjoy
1: them yeah necessarily i mean one of the ones that i read recently was athena's child by hannah lynn and that's a it's it's a Medusa retelling, but not so much a retelling, more of like from a different viewpoint. So it's from Medusa's viewpoint rather than everyone else. That's also on my list. I've yeah. heard of good things.
0: And I love that there's like a lot of Medusa retellings. Yeah. Like it it's popular recently.
1: Really popular, yeah. I mean, I read through it really quick. And I enjoyed the fact that it was from her viewpoint. You know, instead of from the hero kind of thing. Mm. So it was a bit different. It definitely shows the gods being fickle, which, to be honest, is very true to the decks, you know. So I did really enjoy that. And another one that I read, that um, I'm now waiting for the last in the series to come out is the Guild series by Raven Kennedy. And so it's a Midas retelling. But if Midas was a complete fraud. And instead. It was his concubine. That
0: was actually the one. That wasn't on my list, but it now is.
1: Um, I'm never going to finish
0: all of these books
1: So yeah, I'm waiting for the last one I'm waiting for the last one to come out It comes out later this year I think there's four in the series in total So like three are out now But yeah, it's really interesting Because Yeah, you have to read I don't want to spoil it But basically everyone thinks that she is Midas' golden-touched concubine Like the only person that he's ever touched and turned into gold without them dying. But obviously as you start to read it, that's not the situation. Anyway. some with the name like, Raven? I mean, that's just such a cool name. It's a good name, it is a good name, can't go wrong. Still staying within Greek myth is um, The Silence of the Girls by Pat Barker. It was really popular tiktok not that long ago um but that's the story of the women of the trojan war from their perspective so what happens to the women that are taken from troy and um one of them ends up being like Achilles' concubine like the main character within it and so what happens to her it's interesting um there's lots of trigger warnings in there um but it's an interesting viewpoint on it like at the women's side of things rather than it being the mighty heroes attacking Troy. But some people really yeah. didn't like it, but other yeah. people loved it. It's one of those, it seems to be like a Marmite book. So just put it out there. I mean, Greek myth is a firm favourite for both of us. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, j- just as a quick as we both, or, or you read um, A Hall of Smoke. I can't remember yeah. who that's by.
1: I want to say Hannah, but I think that's wrong. Well, you were close, H.M. Long. There we go.
0: And it, it's built as like a Viking tale. Like but we, we were talking, yeah, we were talking about it recently, and we were both like, definitely picked up parts of Greek myth, especially like leaning into the Athena Yeah. symbology of the owl. So I think Greek myth is a firm favourite for both of us. And I have a few that I've read. The Percy Jackson series by Rick wrote. I'm not sure how you say his surname. Royden. I think it's Royden. Think it's, Royden. It, it's something like that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, he's also written like the Cain Chronicles, which is Egyptian. But I've not read those. Yeah. But I did really enjoy the Percy Jackson series. They're which my is Greek mythology.
1: Disney are making them into enjoy a TV them. show.
0: Thankfully, because the movies were appalling. Yeah. Disney just yeah they're kind of good movies if you haven't read the books
1: yes but if you've read
0: the books you're sitting there like
1: i haven't read them yet so i quite enjoyed the it surprises
0: me you've not read them
1: i know i don't know how i missed them i have the first one ready to read she says (laughs) i also read law
0: by alexandra bracken recently and that's that's a greek myth story so every, I read it kind of middle of last year, so I don't remember the exact details, but every so often, every so many years, the gods are kind of made human. And if they're killed by a person, that person gets their power. Okay. And there are families and factions. Mm-hmm. But like the main character is trying to get revenge for her family being killed. Okay. And then it kind of ends up teaming up with Athena. Of course. And it, of course, it's so brutal, though and the gods are very sadistic and the twist like I read there's like a twist quite near the end and I remember I just kind of put the book down had to sit there for a few seconds like I did not see that coming like that completely blindsided me which is a sign of a really good book
1: definitely it's on my list
0: (laughs) I think probably because I recommended it to you more than that's how I get a lot of my books the things you've read Yeah. yeah but um I will say this one's probably got trigger warnings as well. It's just it's just one of those books that I finished it and I was almost sad that I'd never get to read it for the first time again.
1: I love a book like that. Like I love it in the way of God, I wish I could read this again and not know what happens because it was that good, but also that it was that good that I'll never read it again. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, you don't happy have any
0: like that. No.
1: yeah.
0: I've not read it yet. But I have the, it's called Medusa by Rosie Hewlett, that, again, is another retelling
1: of that myth. I'm excited to get to that. The cover looks awesome. We love a good cover. One that's um, still kind of European myth-based is The Last Wish, which is the Witcher, one of the, the first of the Witcher books, by Andrzej Sapkowski. That's a mixture of lots of different folklore. I mean, he's Polish by birth, so a lot of that folklore from there is pulled in, which is great. The monsters are horrendous, but. <laughs> that, that's on my list. I think you gave me mm-hmm. that, that book. It's, um, it's the one that ties into the first season of The Witcher. Because the first season of The Witcher is made up of lots of stories that try and it's like there's like little side stories of how he comes to be in one place and they're kind of like the side stories that you see in the first book before we get into the main story and there was me thinking you just watched The Witcher for Henry Cavill in a bath that's just a bonus (laughs) I I really enjoyed the TV show so I wanted to then read the books that it came from because I know that um, loads of the actors said that when Henry Cavill was on set he'd read the books and played the games and so he wanted to keep it as close to them as he could so when he was like making suggestions and stuff he was like yeah but in the book this happens and I was like I'm there for that. I I can see that. I guess Game of Thrones kind of in a lot of
0: especially the books there's folklore mm. and myth and, and things yeah. in those as well as now I didn't I mean I was, I was thinking about like I was thinking about it now I'm like you know I feel bad because we've overlooked things like comic books Thor and Loki and, and Lady Sith. I feel like they would be easy grabs true but I mean all right. speaking of Norse Mythology Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman I love that book. Haven't
1: read it yet. It's on my pile to read. I'm building it's up really to it. Good.
0: American Gods. I really did American Gods. That's just myths from here, there, and everywhere. Yeah.
1: When I read it, I'm really glad that you said to me you need to get to like the middle of it and then it will like really take off.
0: I've read American Gods, I'm not sure how many times, and it's one of my favourite books because if you want to like and completely leave the world behind it's one of those kind of books yeah but I can't read it on kindle my I don't know if it's because it's a book you have to concentrate with it's not like reading especially the the setting up and
1: everything yeah
0: I'm just I can't read it on kindle yeah I've read it umpteen times and have several
1: like physical copies of of it I try to read it on kindle uh ages ago when you like first said to me you will love it and I could not get past like the second or third chapter because I just couldn't concentrate on it so I bought the physical copy and that was much easier and I think it's because if I read on a screen it needs to not be that important Mm. or my brain kind of strays a little bit if I need to like really focus on it I need a hard copy and I don't know if that's my dyslexia that does that to me or if it's just that when you need to really concentrate on something you need to not have it on a screen
0: yeah maybe when i did my undergrad they recommended buying the kindle version of some of the textbooks we needed because they were like 50 60 pounds cheaper yeah and i couldn't do it like i I understood the the idea and it did make it easier for like annotating stuff because Mm -hmm. you're obviously they're not writing in a book yeah but I just I could it's like my brain can't retain it. I think I'm so used to reading on Kindle for Pleasure. Yeah. Funny, isn't it? Like but then there are some books you're just like,
1: yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. It's hard to pin like down which books are gonna be that way. Haven't figured that one out yet.
0: No, it's very odd. Not complaining though, because you know, I like to read physical books so I can then display them. Like sick trophies. We love a serial killer. Trophy esque thing. Yeah. Just come look at all my dead trees. there's that thing going around on um, TikTok a while back? And it's like people sitting down with a book and it's like time to stare at the dead skin of a tree and hallucinate wildly. And I'm like, oh, that's reading. <laughs> So like mean,
1: explain what you're doing badly.
0: Yeah. But isn't it like weird when you're reading something? The words on the page don't necessarily change, but like you know something's being shouted or whispered, and mm-hmm. your brain automatically or maybe it's just mine automatically adjusts for that.
1: Yeah. I like if something like,
0: is well written, you can picture it clearly.
1: I, I love that. Like that. Um like me and you could read something but we'll see it differently within our own heads. Even though the description's the same, everyone sees the characters differently, even if they're described, because you don't get an exact like, picture of them. So there's always gonna be slight differences that maybe we chalk them up to looking like someone else. Cause it's not like comic books where you have an actual picture of them. Like it's Everyone's imagination is different. And like how you hear their voice as well is different.
0: No, definitely. And and what you take from them. Like, Mm -hmm. because we've both read Call of Smoke recently, or in in my case, I'm still reading it. Like, I've messaged you about things and and we've spoken about things. Mm -hmm. And like, a lot of it we've seen the same way, but then there'll be something coming up. Oh, I hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah. That's why it pays to have nerdy friends. 100%. You've got to have a (laughs) nerd friend. Books. Books have tea.
1: Books, tea, blankets, sword.
0: And a puppy dog for cuddles. Occasionally. Occasionally.
1: Depends if they're trying to drink your tea.
0: Oh, yeah, that's not so good. Mm We'd love to know if you've got any favourite fairy tale or myth retellings that you, like are automatic recommendations to people.
1: Not that we need more to add to our list. Speak for
0: yourself. I'm pretty sure that my cause of death is either going to be my stack of unread books falling on me or my better half murdering me because I've bought more books to look at and not to read. Mm. I'm not sure which one's going to get me first. Or I'm going to have to buy another bookcase and we'll die putting it up. Mm, always always a hazard I have bought lots of bookcases recently mainly because somebody gifted me the three giant Margaret Thatcher biographies that killed mine
1: I mean you can't keep using that as an excuse
0: (laughs) I mean I should have been smart and put them on the bottom shelf I mean there is that (laughs) Uh, one of my bookcases the shelf is literally held up just by the book's below it rather than the sides of the bookshelf. So it's a
1: well-built bookcase.
0: I mean it isn't you take a book out. It's like chamber.
1: That as long as you don't go for like the outer ones. Yeah. You're fine.
0: I have to like swap them really quick. You know like the scene in Indiana Jones where he puts the bag down and like grabs the that that's like getting a book off my shelf.
1: Fair. One of these days it's just going to go dunk. I'm just going to get a picture of like the mess so i now have to sort this mess out
0: i mean i sent you like the, the pile of comic books the other day <laughs> yes that was a good haul to be fair that was a good that's haul. many years of
1: collecting but comic books because you store them in the the bags it's so slippy. yes why are they so like you put them down they all start sliding you're like oh god here we go there's no stopping that. slide yeah i'm just, One day I'm just gonna
0: die under a stack of She-Hulk comics.
1: They're all gonna be
0: the same issue, just varying
1: covers. It's gonna be like a Wicked Witch of the West situation with your feet just stuck out the bottom. I'm all right.
0: I mean, crushed to death by She-Hulk is kind of up there on the ways to go.
1: Fair. I would (laughs) I would write that on your gravestone for you.
0: I I would love you forevermore.
1: (laughs) Here lies Gemma, crushed by She-Hulk. Also ran out of tea. Like in much smaller writing. Yeah. People would just be like, is this a a
0: joke? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure about your other half, but does he get confused if you've got like multiple versions of the same comic book just with variant covers? He just doesn't look at them. Fair. My other half was looking through them. She's like, these are all the same. Why are they all the same number? Because they're variants. Um, for people who don't copy that means they've drawn the front cover differently. The story is exactly the same, but the just cover like it's
1: different, it, it's different, and you've got to have the prettiest version. And they're all pretty. And some, you know, some, wow, some artists, though, are, you know, highly collectible.
0: Exactly. You never know. This is the thing. It's like Pokemon. You've got to catch them all like pokemon but not stis yes very good life advice catch pokemon not sexually transmitted diseases yes i'll tell you what does annoy me though about nerd culture and i'm not talking toxic fandoms where wondered where you
1: were going after that (laughs) it
0: kind of sort of maybe ties in there was this trend recently um, across social media and it was like, how do you know your partner won't cheat on you? And then they'd like show their partner who was like reading or playing with comic uh, with Lego or something. And I'm just like, mm. that's really offensive because us nerds are awesome. All you'd have to do is
1: find another nerd.
0: Yeah, no, I don't know. If I had to share my Lego with someone,
1: it'd be sad. No, but like nerds have different nerdiness.
0: Oh, yeah, no, that's fair, yeah.
1: Because anyone on the same nerd level? My
0: mother my asked me if I wanted to go out for dinner the other night, and I said, I can't, I've got to build the Death Star. Oh my God, that's amazing. Never heard silence quite like it.
1: I'm assuming a desk glass came out with that as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It, it took me an alarmingly long amount of time to realise that what I should have been doing was going out for dinner.
1: <laughs> I mean, fair, fair. Anyway, it's a problem. Nerdiness. Literally. A curse. Anyway, also coming out this month, we have a solving history on Teresi Tabessa, who potentially solved her own murder. We have two After Dark episodes for Patreon on slavery in both the US and the UK. And we have another blog post on women in STEM on Ava Lovelace, left to come out this month.
0: As always, we like to end our tangents with a quote. And this time I got to pick, and I picked one from Neil Gaiman that says fairy tales are more than true, not because they tell us that dragons exist, but because they tell us that dragons can be beaten. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other, and watch out for dragons.